Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Nice win for the Gophers last night, Jim. I know that Michigan is uh, doesn't have one of their top teams of recent years this season, a little bit below 500. Nonetheless, going to Michigan and win is always a good win. Yeah, and it looked like good basketball. I thought mm-hmm. that Hawkins really controlled the game. Mitchell made big shots. Dawson Garcia was obviously rusty, but he, he played good defense. He played really hard. Uh, it was pretty impressive. I really thought that Carrington and Christie were going to have to be big factors for this team to seem to win any games in the Big Ten. And they're doing it really with Christie still feeling his way and with Carrington still feeling his way in a lot of ways. Um, so that was a good win. Yeah, we don't have to downplay it. But yeah. a good win. They've already reached two conference victories a year after they only had two conference victories the entire season. They won on the road. Uh, a lot more work to do, a long way to go, but it, it was an encouraging sign. They had been, you know, playing pretty well, even with Dawson Garcia missing. I mean, it's, it was in a long term, I think, what, three or four games or so uh, that he missed. It was good to see that they were able to integrate him right back in, and he seemed to fit in pretty seamlessly. Yeah, uh, I didn't think he really had his A game offensively, but he rebounded right. well. He played hard. He defended his last Michigan possession. His defense was very key. Uh, so, yeah, I think, he'll, and I think he'll get back to being a, a – true scorer for them here as he as he gets used to playing game speed again. But, man, I thought, I just thought Hawkins really had a feel for how to run the game. Mitchell uh, was ready to make big shots. Uh, they played good team defense. And Michigan, this is not a great Michigan team, they, but still a tough place to play. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and they, uh, you know, all these wins uh, kind of build up uh, for them. They, they call it stacking wins. They need to keep doing that uh, right now if they can. But but it does seem like they've got a lot more depth on this year's team than they had uh, in previous, uh, in last year's team. They do. And I think that depth has allowed them to slowly develop Christie instead of just throwing him to the wolves. Um, he's had moments. He's a, I think he's a really a really smart player, a really good form on his shot. I think he's going to be a very good shooter, but you know he's probably not quite there yet for being a, a guy who's going to play 25, 30 minutes in the Big Ten, and they haven't had to rush him because the other guards have played well. Yeah. Have you had a chance to see the Gopher women play at all? Uh, I have, uh, not in person. Mm-hmm. Um, TV, I, sure. My duties, my, my duties so much this time of year, Vikings-related. Yep. Uh, once the Vikings are uh, eliminated, I'll be spending more time out there, but uh, there's talent. They're well coached. They're just not quite there yet. I will say that their depth isn't as good as I think they were. They hoped it would be. Mia Holloway coming off that knee injury is just not where they would like her to be yet. Um, you know, and the other night uh, against Maryland, they just didn't get much out of their bench at all. You know, and Omar Bronza, really good player. Battles playing well. Hires good. Grukowski. They they have a good starting five. They're just not getting much out of the bench right now. I keep hearing and reading things, though, that uh, it seems like uh, Plitza White, as, uh, the, the, the players are buying into her system that she's been coaching. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize that she has been a coach as long as she has. Certainly, uh, they oh, yeah. didn't get any neophyte in her. She understands the game. And this is the, you know, the biggest job that she's had, too, uh, and uh, seems to really be taken to it. Yeah, she, she's coached in the Midwest before. She was coached at West Virginia. She's coached Power Five. Uh, she's an experienced coach. She's in mm-hmm. uh the one thing that I, I heard, uh, you know, Whalen was certainly didn't like the way Mark Coyle handled her firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing she said on her way out was, hey, you should hire Don. Yeah. Uh, she's no, because Don knows how to recruit this area. Uh, she's an excellent X's and O's coach. She knows how to run a program. Uh, she probably needs a little more depth, but there's, you know, 
this team just needs to figure out how to win. And having a lead scorer like Braun helps. Having a, a tough point guard like Battle helps. Uh, they just need a little more depth and maybe a little more seasoning. On to the Vikings. Uh, likely the last game of the season uh, coming up this Sunday. There's a, a long shot chance they could get in the playoffs if they win and three other teams lose. Uh, so we're not too far away from writing the postmortem on the Vikings season. Seems like the headline is injuries ravage the year, but but what is the, the headline after that? Yeah, I just wrote my Sunday preview because I'll be in Detroit on Sunday for the paper, and I really think you just look at the severity uh, the injuries, the co- the commonality of injuries, they just devastated this team. I mean, I, th- I think we said it the other day. I mean, if, if Cousins were healthy and if, like, one more defender had stayed healthy, maybe Murphy, this just very easily could have been a 10 or 11 win season, even after the slow start. Um, and, you know, they lost some games they shouldn't have lost early. They lost close games early. Then the injuries just, just kicked them in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really think... I don't know how much of a postmortem it's going to be because right. I think we're all immediately going to turn our attention to what are you going to do at quarterback? Yeah, you know, can you get Cousins back? Um, you know, does your what you do at quarterback impact your negotiations with Jefferson? Mm-hmm. Can you find a way to get Jefferson, Jefferson Cousins, Darisaw, and Hunter all done in the same off season? Uh, I think the answer is yes, but it's not an easy thing. It will take some maneuvering. Is Cousins willing to, to take less than just a Daniel Jones contract? He's, you know, that's the funny thing is that the Vikings are going to look at the Daniel Jones contract and say, well, we can't pay somebody $40 million if you're not a Super Bowl type quarterback. It'll yeah. destroy you. And the Cousins camp is going to be like, Cousins is way better than Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones got $40 million a year. It makes Cousins a $50 million a year quarterback. Yeah. So I, I really think one of the big stories is going to be Cousins says he wants to be here, says he loves it here. He's uh, become a beloved figure in that locker room. How much does he really want to be here? Is he willing to give up money to be here? That's going to be probably the first domino. Yeah, we'll find out. It is a massive offseason, certainly for the Vikings. How would you grade uh, um, Kevin O'Connell's performance this year? Uh, I'd say that last year, under the circumstances, winning 13 games with a roster that, you know, had really uh, kind of fallen apart under Zimmer, I would have given him a good solid A. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe if you include postseason, maybe a minus because they certainly didn't perform well against the Giants uh, this year. I don't blame him for what has gone wrong necessarily, mm-hmm. but I can't. I also can't give him a really high grade if they're going to finish seven, seven and ten or whatever it's going to be. You know, so yeah. I would say C for this year. Uh, I don't think it's all his fault. I think if we went back and went play by play through the whole season, maybe we. We'd say, hey, you maybe could have won this close game if you had done something differently. You know, the, um, you know, certainly the the two Jake, Bur- two uh, Nick Mullins sneaks against Cincinnati yeah. still stand out, right? Uh, and you know, so I don't blame them. I also can't give them too much credit. You know, a guy who really has made his name and who I think many thought when he left the Vikings would be an excellent head coach is Kevin Stefanski. Uh, what he's been able to do with four different starting quarterbacks uh, with the Cleveland Browns and has them in excellent playoff position. Do you think if the Vikings had it to do over that they would have kept Stefanski and maybe moved Zimmer on? Well, it's been fascinating how timing has impacted things like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Mike Tomlin moved on very quickly, after one year as yep. the Vikings defensive coordinator. And retroactively, you can go back and say, well, boy, shouldn't it, wouldn't they have been better off if they had Tomlin instead of Childress long-term? Well, of course they would have. But mm-hmm. you do have to have some 
realistic protocols. You can't just fire a guy because you're afraid that a system might end up being a good head coach someday. You know, yeah. Stefanski, uh, he was really well thought of in the organization. Really good guy. Really smart. Um, you know, I never heard a negative thing about him. I do think he's probably the coach of the year, uh, given all of their injuries. Uh, you know, Chubb was maybe the best running back in the league. Uh, they they lose him. They lose their starting quarterback. They give all the draft picks to and all the money to, and they've had some defensive injuries too. And they just keep finding ways to win close games. It's really impressive. Um, you know, would they rather have Kevin Stefanski than Kevin O'Connell? It's easy to say in this particular moment, but you know, again, you have to have some realistic protocols. And yeah. you weren't you weren't going to fire Zimmer just to move him out of the way of an assistant coach who was unproven. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves in action uh, tonight. They're uh, down in Houston taking on uh, the Rockets uh, tonight. And and, uh, first time they've had a losing quote-unquote streak, it's back-to-back losses. But it has raised a few concerns about the Wolves. Yeah, uh, you know, and Finch said it the other night, said that they had that big win at Sacramento that really felt like, you know, kind of a wow moment. Uh, it's a tough place to play. Sacramento was very gifted offensively, and the Wolves really just took them apart in yeah. the second half. And since then, they just haven't played defense as well. They, their offense has been up and down, um, and they the bench has become less effective offensively. And Kyle Anderson's shooting problems are becoming a big problem. Troy Brown Jr. has kind of played himself out of the rotation, and Jake Milton is not contributing. Mm-hmm. So the bench has not been as strong, and the defense is just missing that little bit of edge, uh, whether it's attention to detail or intensity or, you know, just whatever it is that makes a good defensive team good, it hasn't been there. And mm-hmm. Edwards talked about it in the locker room after Wednesday's game. He said, hey, we're, we're all talking about this right now, and we think we have the answer, but we're not going to talk about it publicly. But, it, you know, it is not going well right now. We need to fix it. So I think they know how to do it. For some reason, it hasn't been working. And the thing about the NBA is if you're just a little off defensively, I mean, almost every team in the NBA can torch you. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.